Welcome to another episode of Restored. I'm your host, Jay Courage. Super excited because right now I am graced with the presence of two women who I personally admire for many different reasons. We have Miss Marilis Rogers and we also have Miss Michelle Butterfly. This episode is titled Religiosity versus Relationship. Hmm. Ladies, would y'all like to take a moment just to say hello to the audience? Well, certainly. This is Michelle, and I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where this takes us. Okay. Hey, y'all. It's Marilis. Um, It's about to be a lit conversation. I'm ready. Let's do it. Sounds good. <laughs> now, first, I want to share with you all that the reason why I wanted us to have this conversation on this topic, religiosity versus relationship, is mainly because I grew up in a family and in a household where we went to church on a regular basis. Religion was in our blood. And I also experienced some things and saw some things that were contradicting to everything that we said, or a lot of what we said we believed in. Later on in my life, fast forward, I became so religious personally that my mind was just very off balance. It seemed like God and religion going to church, memorizing Bible verses. That was like a medicine and even a coping mechanism when I look back, okay? Mm -hmm. And I spoke with a friend of mine recently who he went to the military. He's working as a police officer now. And he shared with me that he had to leave. He grew up in church too. Mm -hmm. That he had to leave church, go to the military, and be around Mm -hmm. other people who thought totally different in order for him to one, realize how religiously bound he was, Mercy. and also for him to find an, an authentic relationship with with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You ladies have shared with me portions of your own story. I think it's very valuable, and I admire that both of you have come to a point where you're able to live beyond your experiences <laughs> of, of, with being, I'm going to say, bound by religion in the different ways that you were. We expect to hear from you, and that's why we're approaching this subject and this topic, because I've met people who have been church hurt, who have been confused, and some who have just reached a point where they decided to do away with faith in a higher power altogether Mm -hmm. because of their their inconsistent, contradictory, etc. experiences going through that process. I'm not blaming humans alone because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. There's an enemy at work. So with that being said, I'm going to bring you ladies in. I would like to start with this. How do we define religion? How do we define that? Because I'm under the belief that there's a such thing as true religion that leads to freedom liberation and, and and allows a person to live under the under the the, the 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 umbrella presence of God Almighty. But then there's a false religion which I think stunts our growth intellectually, spiritually, mentally. And we find ourselves being willing to be become frauds and hypocrites just mm. for the sake of living within that box and That's fitting that mold. Mm. So let's talk about that ladies. How do y'all define Ooh, how do y'all define... You crazy, Marilyn. That was good, <laughs> Marilyn say, I wasn't ready that for that. Was <laughs> How do y'all define religion? Let's talk about that. Honestly, when I think about religion, mm-hmm. uh, the first word that comes to mind is like tradition. Okay. Like, uh, grew, growing up in the Church of God in Christ, you okay. know, there were things that we did 
like you said, that you grow up and it's like, what? I don't want to say you're just doing things to just to be doing them or mm-hmm. whatever just because my grandma did it because my great grandma did it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like religion is is a complete lack of relationship. Okay. And again, it's just man-made traditions in most cases to me that I've seen. Hmm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I would agree with you, Marilis, because um, it's that set of values. And now I'm I'm totally not against having a set of beliefs, having a set of values. Mm-hmm. However, when the intent of those values is really just to provide you with a tunnel vision on life, mm-hmm. um, that's where I grow concerned. Right. Mm-hmm. Because um, it tends to, a lot of time, I mean, you're taught these things, these these ways of living, uh, and a lot of time fear. Yeah. You're, you're placed in a place where you're you're afraid to explore yeah. your life and who you are and the world around you mm-hmm. uh, because of these limitations right. that are placed on you through religion. That's good, sis. So that's good. That's that's where um, I I grew a lot of my I, I would I usually say I'm a rebel by nature, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> but but be, because I refuse to be bound by anybody else's um, way of, of telling me how I should live. Yes, ma'am. You know, sure. When you're a child, you speak as a child. You understand as a child. And as a matter of fact, I became baptized as a child, mm. and I followed some rituals. And, and thought that it was real. I thought, man, I'm I'm the bomb Christian because, you know, I'm, I'm doing going, everything I'm right. checking what? Blocks. Checking everything off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Bible apart. bowl. I sound yeah. apart. My skirt down to my ankles. <laughs> Who you saying? What you saying? My pleats are right. <laughs> Walking with your chest high, right? Walking with your chest high. Surely I'm going ahead. Right? I mean, but, but I, what, what I've grown to understand is that I got to a point in my life, just like what you said, Jeremiah, that, you know, it's like you observe, you get to a place where you're able to now observe mm. around you what's happening. Yeah. And what I observed was that, number one, I observed my nature, my nature to do certain things mm. and then turn around and say, oh, shoot, I should not have done that because mm. that is... Ooh, I'm gonna go to hell. But when you say do certain things, are you saying doing things that were morally or ethically wrong, or are you well, just saying just simply going through the process of maturing as a human being, which does involve us, faltering. in a sense, touching the fire from time to time <laughs> yes. for ourselves yeah, to. to be persuaded yes. that that is hot. I yes, shouldn't do exactly. that, and you won't. Yeah, versus yes. feeling condemned all the time. Thank you, and that's exactly it. <laughs> Because I realized, number one, those people that are teaching me that this is what I need to be doing, were sometimes doing the complete opposite now, wait, complete okay. of opposite. what they were teaching me. Okay. Now, that's going to lead us into our next question, actually. But before we go there, I want to first share with the our listening audience that in Matthew 23, the Messiah, there's an entire chapter where the Messiah speaks against hypocrisy Mm. 
Okay? That's the religion we're talking about. Now, in James chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, it says, If anyone among you think he is religious Mm. and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, Mm. this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. I wanted to share that because there is a difference between pure religion and according to Webster, if I'm not mistaken, it defines religion as a system of beliefs mm. which are typically associated with religion, with, with you know, with religious observance and whatnot. Right. But the reality is, as intelligent beings, we all have a system of beliefs. Even if we believe I'm going to live and die for the dollar. That's a it's money is chasing money is your religion. Even though we don't call it that, that's your belief. Your you know, <laughs> by any means necessary, whatever that, whatever that may be. I'm gonna I'm live and die for my family or whatever, whatever. So I said all that to say there is a such thing as true religion, and that leads to freedom and wholeness. I like that word wholeness. And then there's 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 under there's defiled and I'm gonna say false religion which stifles our growth and suffocates yep. us as human beings. Now, exactly. moving on to the next one, which is what you started talking on, Butterfly, and that's personal experiences. Mm-hmm. We've all grown up or grew up in church. And so let's talk a little bit about some personal experiences that helped us to even come to the point where, again, looking at realizing that, wait a second, living in this in this system, in this box, and trying to do everything right according to what is promoted here mm-hmm. is no longer healthy emotionally, mentally, spiritually for me. And I think that God has a little more than me that I need to, I may need to leave this box to actually connect with him. Yeah. Which one of you ladies would like to go ahead and jump in first? Marilis, I see you look, you look like you're ready. I mean, <laughs> my guess. Um, you speaking on experiences, right? Experiences. Yeah. I mean, Sis, you said something where you said they would preach a certain thing, but you would see them doing the complete opposite of what they're speaking about from the pulpit or whatever. I've had those experiences as well. Um, But on top of that, the main things for me were like stuff like, you know, you can't wear pants. You know, you go to going to hell if you wear pants or like all this stuff like that. But you young. 36, hello. That was a popular (laughs) teaching coming up for you? My mama used to, my mama told me that was popular coming up with her. James. That was popular coming up with you. That's religion. Yeah. Like, how am I going to hell if I wear pants? Like, and, like I said, going to hell if you wear pants, just certain stuff. And I'm like, this is what the preacher is saying. But what is God saying? Is God saying I'm going to hell if I wear pants? Or am I just as anointed as you? In my pants, you know, it's like it's it's so much I could say as far as experiences, but just it's a lot of stuff I had to unlearn. I'm gonna say that so much stuff I had to unlearn because I would have felt like, well, maybe maybe I'm not as saved as I ought to be, or maybe I'm not anointed, or maybe I'm not. But it based was on more what, so based on not because what I'm hearing so far, and we're still young in the conversation, but I'm mm-hmm. not hearing that you were doing things unethical Mm-mm. and immoral and your conscience was afflicted but instead there were some rules that that were pretty much pretty much introdu- introduced to you yeah. and, 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 and placed before you as the standard of excellence mm-hmm. 
And if you didn't reach up to that standard, then you felt as though... Uh, yeah, and it, well, I also think that one of the biggest things that re- religion, um, that I guess what, what you, as you call it, false religion yeah. does, is that it causes a person to walk in condemnation all the time. She you're constantly you're constantly looking in the mirror wondering if you're measuring up and 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 especially when things that natu- that you naturally yearn for I naturally want to look good yes. I naturally you know there's a, like for example jewelry you know how how is it possible <laughs> That because I wear jewelry, I'm suddenly oh you you Jezebel. kicked out right with Jezebel now <laughs> you kicked out <laughs> okay it it's just a matter of uh, understanding that number one it you walked in condemnation not just yeah. of yourself but you also walked judgmental of others that you saw. Now, I want us to talk on that too the judgmental aspect mm. of yes when we talk about false religion and religiosity. It, it, the spirit of being judgmental and pride both walk hand in hand. Yeah. So yeah. let me hear a little bit more about, you know, from y'all experiences with regards I to I mean, that. It, so there was a lot for me where, for example, a denomination, the judges are even another denomination. It wasn't yeah. just about this denomination, the judging. we going to heaven. Right. Every yeah, other no, denomination yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is led you know, by Satan. And, and, and for me... I I grew to a point in my life personally where I said what what is going on? We're all reading the same book. We're all calling the same Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're all talking about one creator. Why is it that we all have such differing understanding and perspective within these religious realms? Yeah. And why is it that mine is better than yours? And so for me, there came a point when I had to really pull myself to a place and hold myself accountable for my own relationship. Because the desire to have a relationship with God did not go away. Mm -hmm. It was just trying to understand what kind of relationship is this? Right. What 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 is this? And what's is the, this what is the path? It, to, and yeah, to and are these really requirements that I have to follow in order to have a relationship with God? And then something dawned on me. No, no, not so at all. Not so at all. This is what you were taught. This is what you've experienced and see around you. What you've observed are traditions uh, and, and, and rules and policies that are put in place to keep you in a line. But is that line leading you into a true relationship, enjoying intimacy with God? And that for me is what was missing in religion in that way. I appreciate that. Before we go to you, Marilis, I just want to share with with our listeners as well that Jesus speaks on this also. He was actually correcting and even rebuking the Pharisees at one point in his his relationship and his, excuse me, his interaction with them during his ministry. Matthew 15, verse, verse 3, it says, He answered and said to them, speaking of the scribes and Pharisees, why do you also transgress the commandment of God 
because of your tradition. So mm. even in his even Mercy. in his day, even in his day, it was common for traditions that were not even in harmony with God's word. Right. Even though it was said to be, right? Yeah. This is God's will. That traditions that weren't even in harmony with God's word were being basically yoked around the necks yes. of the people yes. that you have to conform to this tradition. Yep. Yes. Man, let's talk to us about your experience. Honestly, y'all, I feel as though a lot of this. Tell us a little bit about your experience and when the light bulb hits you that, wait a second, something's not right with this process. Right. Um, I feel as though a lot of this stuff is about manipulation and control. Yes. Because at the end of the day, if you're teaching or preaching Bible and what God said, uh, all that other stuff, like, where the skirts to the ankles come in at? Where does the no makeup come in? Like, where mm-hmm. does this stuff come in at? Why am I feeling, like you said, condemned for, like, that's not kingdom. That's God don't, that's not God. And another thing, mm-hmm. how we used to make, again, everything is about going to hell. They made you feel like God is just this big, bad monster. Mm-hmm. And I had to grow up like, wait, he is a loving, that's kind, true. gentle. Like, why y'all make it sound like he just... Whatever you do, you going to hell. You went to move that night? Oh, you got on pants with rips in them? Oh, no. Nah. That ain't, like, it's, again, I, m- manipulation yes. and control. You said a mouthful. Like, I think that's the biggest part of this. Like, you real talk. Again, if you're preaching what God said, a lot of this, I don't have to unlearn kingdom principles. No. But when it comes to religion, so much stuff I've had to unlearn as a 36-year-old woman who grew up in the church of God in Christ. Oh, that's real. You know? That's real. Why do I have to unlearn if it's God? That's real. You don't have to unlearn kingdom or Absolutely. real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, Absolutely. I want to share, I want to share another verse. And by the way, the reason why I'm sharing verses is because I want, first of all, I encourage, I encourage everyone I can to do your own reading. Mm-hmm. Don't just depend that's on right. any information mm-hmm. that's, that's passed right. down to you from any pastor, any minister, right. any bishop. That's right. Study the, to show yourself approved. Well Thank said. You. Because God desires a personal, that's intimate right. relationship with us. So the same book that your bishop, your pastor, your minister is reading, you also have access to as well. Right. And I want to share this. This is from Deuteronomy chapter 22.5. And this is something that you referred to Marilis. Mm. It says a woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all who do so are an ab- abomination to the Lord your God. Now, especially for our listening audience, I just want to comment on this and say important whenever we read in the Bible is to search for context. Yes, always. Why was this written and how did this apply at that time? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Sometimes we make the mistake of applying something that was written to and applied in the particular time centuries ago mm-hmm. and we apply it to our day according to our level of understanding. Mm-hmm. Yep, so in our day, we say if a woman wears garments below that covers her waist down and it has two leggings on it that pertains to a man but it does not say a woman shall not wear any pants it doesn't say that which means <laughs> which means when we read when we read pertains to a man nor any nor put on a or nor shall a man put on a woman's garment that means we have to put a picture in there or a definition in there and say this is what is meant by that Right. But we run the risk of being wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. In Scotland, it's common for men 
to wear skirts. Yes. So, you know, I'm just saying that. With, but also, in that time, uh-huh. in that time, men and women wore robes. Okay. They, the, 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 the gear that they wore, even if you look at the, at the, ge- uh, the geographic uh-huh. area where they lived and where this message was being sent, right. the garments were very similar. Uh-huh. However, there were some specific markings on the garment uh-huh. or some specific ways in which it was made where it was more for the male uh-huh. versus for the female. Right. And, and, but, but it had nothing to do with legs. Uh-huh. It had nothing to do with legs at all. Good point. And the reason why we're taking time just to go over this is because I know this is not the point of our subject, but mm-hmm. I want to encourage mm-hmm. everybody who's listening that when it comes down to seeking a relationship with the living God, he desires a relationship with us more than we desire with him. Mm-hmm. And we experience feeling complete, feeling satisfied, and even feeling whole as we are united with him. Mm-hmm. A lot of things we use to fill our emptiness we actually are using them to fill a place that only Mercy. God can fill. Mercy. However, when it comes down to studying his word and even listening to people share his word with us, it's important for us to have a basic understanding yes. at least regarding regarding how to understand. And context is very important. Marilis, were you going to share a thought on that? I was. I'm just agreeing with you. Like, okay. I'm just like, yeah. Okay. And we also have to make sure that we're praying for a spirit of discernment True. and True. guidance from the Holy Spirit. True. Yes. When we open the book to study, mm-hmm. not to not to study it from a place of where you've always been, right. but from a place of where God would like you to be. Right. That's good. I appreciate that. Now, this is episode number one. We're actually going to do an episode number two. But what I want to do is we bring this episode to a close because we've covered the definition of religion. <laughs> There's a difference between true and false religion. We also share a little bit about personal experiences. And what I want to close is is with the thought. I want to close with this thought. And that's why the Messiah, Jesus Christ, came to this earth. Marilis touched on a very good point. She touched on the picture and character of God and how it's been distorted. Mm -hmm. And in Psalm 103, verse 11. Actually, I want to start at verse 8. It says, The Lord is merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He would not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And as far as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Sometimes we stop short at understanding the mission of the Messiah. We stop at he came to forgive us for our sins by dying on that cross. Family and friends. Yes, that's true. However, part of that also involves him restoring Mm-hmm. us back yes. to him restoring our womanhood yep. restoring our manhood restoring our dignity yes. restoring our self-value and yes. self-respect yes. Yes. and yes. this has also to do with him restoring the right picture of God in yes. our minds yes. exactly. so when we study the life of Jesus we are studying the life of God the Father and please take this to heart 
Because the reality is God is not a monster. He's not. As Marilyn said earlier, and Satan wants us to be afraid of the only one who came to save us. Yeah. So friends, I want you all to be greatly encouraged. This is episode number one of a part two series. We're coming back with the next one. I want you to remember Jesus Christ came to reconnect, to restore. And he also came to make sure that we understand what it means to walk in freedom and to walk also in liberty and to be made whole. Hey.